Podcast Network Asia. You are listening to a Globe Studios podcast in partnership with Podcast Network Asia. And hello, listeners. It's another episode of Tawalets. And before we start this episode, I'd like to remind everyone to please check the description of this episode in whatever platform you're listening on and check out the affiliate links as well as my link tree. So if you want to check the other stuff that I do, please go to linktree.com slash King and you can keep up with everything that I've been doing. Also, show more support to more of the Globe Studios podcasts and the PNA podcasts as well. You can check them out on all the platforms that you are listening on today. So today... Today, I have a special friend, special friend, a special <laughs> guest. Um, I actually met her pre-pandemic, so uh, most of the guests that I've had on the show are pandemic friends, but I've known her since pre-pandemic, not through social media. We actually met through her husband, who was the second episode on Tawalets. If you want to listen to that, Aldo Cuervo, check out the second episode ever of Tawalets, and that is her husband. So I'd like to welcome Rio Estuar. Hey, Rio. Hey, hi. Hello. What's up? Uh, nothing much, just making clothes. Just making clothes. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's so nice because the past few days have been so cold that yeah. the clothes that you have been making have been so suited for the weather. So you've been making um, cozy sets. You were able yep. to send me one. So cozy sets, for those that are listening, are, um, first of all, uh, Rio does sustainable fashion. So all the clothes that she's been making are from scraps of fabric that were supposed to be thrown away. So these cozy sets are joggers and um, a shirt. Is yeah, that, I mean, t-shirts. Shirt. T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and um, it's really comfy. Yeah, exactly. So what made you start making the cozy sets? Uh, it was something I wanted to do when the pandemic started because we were all just at home. Yeah. And I realized I don't have much clothing that are for home, just for home, just like for lazing around, you know. And then I was like, I have a bunch of fabric that was almost discarded by... um. I don't know. Are we allowed to name names? I, it's up not. to you, man. No, oh, your, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's your brand, not mine. Oh, <laughs> okay. A huge um, company. Mm. Um, and it was actually the fabric. Um, they were about to throw it away. And I found it still wrapped in plastic, unused, uncut, rolls of it. And that's why I'm able to create a lot of these cozy sets. Because it's fabric. And then I found it. And then that's when... I started um, sewing with it and I realized it's super comfy. It's wrinkle free as well. So I was like, it's the perfect fabric for clothing that you just wear at home. Yeah. And it's and just really comfy. When yeah. you say you find it, because you said that also about, there was another thing that, that you sent over. I forgot. I think it was a bag. You made you made a bag because you, you find, oh, your you're, yeah. uh, fleece hoodies. Uh, yeah, How do yeah. you find these fabrics? So for this one, this was, I found, for the cozy set, I found it pre-pandemic. And it was because before, like after college, what I would do is I would drive around to factories that I know of and literally check outside the factory for anything they're going to throw away. And there's usually bags and bags of unused fabric and it's still in rolls, like wrapped perfectly. Like it's it's not even, sometimes it's rolls of really good fabric in full yards. It's not even scraps yet. So that's how I found the ones for the cozy set. For the hoodie, a brand reached out. Actually, an employee of a brand that I will not name. Okay. (laughs) Um, And they were going to throw away hoodies that they had made and just decided not to use. And they're they're in like the hundreds. I still have like over a hundred hoodies in the studio. And they purposefully like cut out their logo so that it can't be seen and that therefore it's going to be thrown away because it has holes and then, then no, no accountability because you can't see the yeah. brand oh yeah. damn yeah. yeah and it's really nice it's, it's really comfy so comfortable as well. yeah. yeah sayang 
That's so strange. So this is something that I actually didn't know about at all uh, before I met you. Like I knew people were making sustainable clothes and stuff like that. But the reason behind it, and after watching the videos that you've been posting, so guys, if you follow her on TikTok, Rio Tasso Clothing, and on um, Instagram, she puts up a bunch of videos that kind of inform you why sustainable fashion is important. So I didn't know that all these brands throw these clothes away if they're not being sold so yeah how did you get into sustainable fashion um well for i took up fashion in college and then i was super excited you know going into college i was like oh i want to do something in terms of art because before that i would paint a lot mm-hmm. and it's supposedly i was going to go into painting and then i was like no i want to do something else but still creating something in the field of art and i decided to take up fashion and then I learned throughout college about how much waste the fashion industry actually produces because even in college and as a student, for projects alone, I was producing so much waste as an individual and it got me so stressed and I, it got me thinking how much more waste does um, do other brands produce, like the higher scale brands. I was like, wow. And then, you know, I did my research and then it's a lot. It's like um, in a year, like the estimate is clothing is produced. There's like a billion pieces of clothing produced in a year. And there's only 7.9 billion of us in the world. So I don't yeah. know why why the need to overproduce. Yeah. And with overproduction comes, you know, a bunch of waste. So that's so after college, um, going into creating my own line, I was actually torn. I was like, should I just not? take up fashion, you know, do anything. I was pretty depressed after college, after taking up fashion, excited <laughs> to go into fashion. I was like, do I want to do fashion? Yeah. And then, yeah. So what I did was I stopped for like a whole year after college. I was like, okay, I got to figure out how I'm going to do fashion because I love fashion, but in a way wherein the impact on the, the earth is not as much. Right. And so what I did was all the scraps that I accumulated from college, because I didn't throw anything away and it was a lot. Yeah. I put them together and it started, you know, just sat at my sewing machine, started piecing them together randomly, figuring out how to make um, how to make something. And then that's when I realized, OK, I can do it this way. I'm never going to have any new materials. I'm just going to use everything that's being discarded because you can't really stop them from producing right you know so that would be the best way is if they stop producing but since they're not then i'll just use their waste so yeah yeah, that's how rio tasso started yeah and i only heard of the term fast fashion also from you and i'm so guilty of buying fast fashion (laughs) because it's so affordable right but we've seen that fast fashion uh the quality sometimes like after a few wears is kind of crappy so since you use scraps from even from fast fashion brands how do you make sure that the quality of your clothing is better than theirs um because with how they produce so that's why it's called fast fashion is because they produce at at a fast speed so Ah, they produce fast and they produce a lot yeah oh and then both yeah so they overproduce tapos mabilis pa so the thing is, they really don't think about the quality. Their goal is to just make. Their goal is just, we're just going to make. And they don't even think like, they don't stop and think like, oh, this fabric, it's stretch. Maybe it should be for swimwear. Oh, this fabric is stiff. Maybe it should be a jacket. No, they're just like, okay, make, in this fabric, make 100 swimsuits and 100 jackets, even though it doesn't make sense fabric-wise. And, you know, they're in the technical side of the sewing. They don't think about that. They don't use the right machines. So, yeah. yeah, so, but then with fast fashion, kasi, like for me, I don't, parang the, oh, of course, the best way is to not buy fast fashion. But then if you do, it's like, as long as you take care of your clothes and then like, because if you're, if you need something or you want something and it is fast fashion, for me, I don't, I'm not one of those na, no, don't buy that. It's like, yeah, go ahead, buy it. And then just make sure that you're aware of a no, or you just wear it, you know, just wear it again and again until... You know, just take care of it. I think that's ultimately the best way because not everyone can and will buy sustainable fashion. Yeah. So yeah, that's fine. Damn. And I also in the video, it was so eyes eyes opening, eye opening <laughs> to see that 
that workers get abused. Oh yeah. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about that a little bit. <laughs> oh. so you're yeah. talking about like uh they make they make things fast and it's not it's not machines, it's people that make these yeah. these things. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, um how bad is it really? And where is it usually bad? Is it bad only in China or even here? Um it's also bad here. Yeah, um anywhere that produces um clothing in third world countries, it's pretty bad cuz then they abuse the the workers. Um cuz even here I cuz I hired someone who used to work at the factory here. Yeah. And to make it like more relatable because you know like everything we read is all about um examples from different countries yeah but then China, it happens, like you said yeah that. it happens even here um like yeah so i hired someone before and she used to work in a factory and then on her maybe like on her first week i remember like every day she would ask me if it was okay to eat oh damn and then, like, Oh yeah, of course. Like, why? Why can't you eat? You know what I mean. Like, I got shocked. I was like, and then she would also ask, like, um, can I use the bathroom? Like, I yes, of course. So that alone is like it got me thinking. Like, how were they being treated in the factory? Right. And at one point, like she um she wasn't feeling well, so she messaged me and she was like, hey, um, is it okay if I not come in today? Um, just take it out of my pay. And then I was like, "Oh, but you're a regular employee, so you have like this number of leaves, a number of sick sick leaves." And she didn't know. Oh, so so wala silang um perks. Like even if they're she's been working there for years and she's being treated as if it's just a six month thing or just a. It's like basically what they do is hire them for six months and then you know um yeah. let them very, go and hire them again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. there so. Yeah, like she couldn't she she couldn't even use the bathroom without asking permission. So that just goes to show like how much how badly they're treated. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just like from that's something she said to me and then you can only imagine how the place like the setup of the factory is because the setup basically is um it's like a it's like a you guys are in a production line yeah so if, like if there's a conveyor like, belt going on yeah because like to garments if you see each line or stitch that's one person so imagine every day you're just in charge of this this seam or the neckline so that's all you do that straight line Damn. but like in the thousands per day yeah so that's yeah. so crazy that's so yeah. crazy and i see that you sew your own stuff also um that's always something that I wanted to learn how to do. Uh, is that something that's difficult to learn? Uh, not really. I, I don't think so. And I feel like some people, I feel like we should all learn how to sew our own clothes or at least repair our own yeah. clothes because that's also something that it's very sustainable and it'll you know, help us all. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It depends on what you want to make because um, there are like available patterns out there so you don't have to do any math <laughs> that's right. the part that's hard um and then yeah you just print it and then you can try to figure out follow a sew along video yeah. thing yeah well because when i was in high school for hele, hele yeah. it became t-h-e after a while whatever we had to make our own shorts so i remember that as in high school we had to make our own shorts but the cloth that they gave us was literally table <laughs> Oh my god! The you shorts were so ugly, yeah, really <laughs> panget, plaid, <laughs> ugly ass shorts. And because it was a co-ed school, bawal bawal going short shorts. And the way mm. she'll grade you is you have to wear the shorts with your blouse, your uniform blouse, and parade it in the classroom. It was so ugly. <laughs> and I remember having the shittiest time making it because our um, sewing machines were yung ganun pa. Ah yeah. You just press the, the pedal. It's yeah. not electric. So manual. So yeah. Yeah. The old school one. Old school. <laughs> and so my stitches were never straight. Like it's really it was it was such a shitty experience. <laughs> At so least like, you were able to try it. <laughs> yes, I was able to try it. But I want to learn to to make my own well not make my own that's a little ambitious. But yeah, repairing <laughs> clothes and stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, and I mean, machines now are industrial and high speed and electric. So it's easier. Way are the easier. small ones any good? Yung mga yeah, there's some. Uh, <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yung ganon, yung parang purple Yeah, it's really small. Yeah, yung mga as one. seen on TV. Ganyan, yeah. 3,000 pesos. Yeah. I think it depends what you're sewing. Maybe kayan ya yung straight stitches, but then if you put two fabrics together, walana. Right. Ng makapal for the I don't know. Yeah, something like that. What's yeah. your most ambitious project? What have you done that's actually the hardest? Uh probably my British Vogue suit. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's yeah. really nice. So listeners, you yeah. can check that out on uh Rio's Instagram and her TikTok, but it's this pink. Light pink and like periwinkle, like how is that? And, and she wore it with nothing inside. Oh yeah, beautiful. this one. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Yeah. It's so yeah. nice. What made it difficult to make? Um, it's actually composed of a bunch of fabric scraps that are like how many inches? Maybe like four by two inches. Oh. So it's like so if you can, I don't know if you can see it, but like all of it. They're all scraps. Ah. And the whole, the entire suit, plus the lining, is made out of scraps. So um, the process was creating the fabric first. So it's like piecing them together. And that's like this, this Making much. them and one like, thing, yeah. Yeah. And then after that, cutting it and turning it into a suit. And making a suit alone is difficult. But making it out of scraps is more difficult. Because, you know, the fit of the suit. Yeah, and all of that. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And so that that is the most ambitious project. The most project. ambitious. Yeah. Damn. Oh, and yeah. Worth yeah. it. It was for British Vogue. How did that oh, even yeah. happen? That's so crazy. <laughs> they emailed me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They emailed me. I had to make sure it was legit because I thought it was like, huh? Like, why are you emailing me? <laughs> Bam and Anton Armovit is actually yeah. a friend. I met him, and he was the one that photographed you for British Vogue. Yeah. So, wow, that yeah. was so nice. Yeah, Anton's my you know, high school classmate and seatmate, so we go way back. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I remember when he came here. I was like, "How old are you? Oh, you're. How are you friends with my? You're so young." Like, <laughs> How are you friends? But it was nice. It was nice meeting him. He, you know, jammed a bit. Um, yeah, as a musician also and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Do you um, do you know other people that because you're the only sustainable fashion creator that I personally know? Um, <laughs> is there like a circle of you guys here? Oh uh, yeah, the- yeah. There are. There are. Um, it's just starting here in the Philippines, which is why I feel like there's a lot of um hesitation sometimes to check it out or people simply don't know which is fine that's why i like creating content about it to get it out there and yeah because there's this um idea that it's always very expensive or you know not affordable like it's always that so it gets shut down right away but there are a lot of brands like for example one of my favorites is candid clothing um yeah, they make basics and their price points. I have like this this set from them that's just like a black shirt and you know your staple comfy stuff. Black shirt, black shorts, and it was like what five hundred pesos. So it's the oh. same as if I bought it from a fast fashion brand. Yeah, but it's recycled cotton is what they use for their no and bamboo and stuff like that. So they're wow. nice. Yeah, and very affordable. So there are a lot. Um, around the world but here i feel like it's really just starting and you really have to be i think you have to be careful because there are some who just put the word sustainable but they it's just uh they're it's called greenwashing so it's like what does that mean (laughs) greenwashing is like um when you say you're sustainable just because you feel like it's a trend so you're just riding the you're not really a sustainable brand but since it's new here and you put sustainable in your bio, people are like, ah, okay, I can shop here because it's sustainable. Siya. When they're not really sustainable. There are a lot also like that. So. Damn! Maybe I bought some of those brands. 
I don't oh, that's fine. Know. I don't know. But yeah. what is the most difficult fabric or material that you've worked with so far? Since you, you know, you just take anything, right? You take scraps yeah. of anything. What's the hardest one you've worked with? I I feel like it's stretch, you know, like for swimwear. Because mm. it stretches. That's the yeah. most um, yeah. And it's something I really want to do for swimwear. But it's so difficult to sew it, and you need special materials for swimwear. Plus, like it scraps nga, and then something but that's gonna hug your body. So it, it's like ah, uh, the math. So I haven't done any, but yeah, I think it's really stretch. Stretch. That's fabric. something that you want to get into, also. Yeah, swimwear. definitely swimwear. Mm. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> what else are you gonna do? Do you just plan to create all kinds? Like, are you gonna start creating gowns also? Because you made a suit. So yeah. I assume. I actually I've made gowns naren, but Ooh. it's more yeah, it's more for ano kasi, when people inquire, like, hey, can you make this? Cause like for gowns, it's I don't wanna make some that already made and then no one's gonna buy it kasi sayang so it's better if like it's an inquiry na hey can you make me a gown and then I'll find from my fabrics what suits what best makes a gown tapos I'll make one kasi it really depends on the fabric eh. so parang balik tadi yung process so it starts with like okay scraps so it's like I look at it and I'm like ah bagay to for a blouse okay blouse so it's really it's hard it's not like you sketch a collection and then you buy the fabric it's like fabric first and then what best to make with it, keeping in mind sustainability, longevity of the clothes and all of that. So, yeah. So yeah. it's hard. It's not like a... It, yeah, it depends on the fabric. It can't really be... Sometimes I'm stressed that it's not a cohesive collection. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but yeah. the cozy set is a cohesive oh, collection. Yes. That's yes, a lot. <laughs> How do you get um, fabrics? Because I'm sure because it's sustainable, you might run out at some point. But do people just send you stuff or do you still drive to factories? How do you get more <laughs> fabrics? Um, recent Over the pandemic, People would reach out like um, batchmates in fashion, other brands. And it was nice because at first, at fresh out of college, when I would reach out, brands would still be secretive about it. They're like, huh? We're having waste. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, okay. then, and I'm just like, sure. And then now that parang sustainability and slow fashion is becoming more um, known they're more open to admitting that they have waste because there's nothing wrong. It's like, I'd rather you give it to me versus throw it away. So yeah. I'm not like blaming you. I'm not even telling you to stop. If you don't know what to do with it, you can just give it to brands like me or, you know, recycling. Um, so yeah, so it's better that way. And it was nice na sila yung nag-reach out. Like they're the ones who'd email like, hey, we have a bunch of this. And then, yeah, so the, it's been, yeah, so, but there's still a lot. <laughs> but yeah, at least they're now giving it to me to be reused again versus throwing it away. So you have a lot in your studio now. Yeah. A lot of fabric. That's good. That's yeah, really it's, good it's for good. business. It's good for me. And but it shows me how much waste there is. So parang, ah. <laughs> and you know that there's more, right? From other yeah. brands. And you're just like, er. Yeah. That. Yeah. But eh, hey, well, you can't stop them. So I have to like take that away from my mind and just focus on yeah but at least i'm creating from the waste so yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do your friends and family like have you influenced them into getting into slow fashion or is it still very people are just people in your circle are still starting to get used to it and kind of resistant uh in terms of my family it was actually my sister who influenced me Ooh. before yeah my younger sister because uh, she was very um I guess you can call her an eco-warrior. Um, I love that. Yeah. Because um, she would go home. Uh, I was in college and she was in high school. She would literally go home bringing like bags of garbage. Like her classmates trash, her trash. As in, in And we're like, why? And she's like, because I'm going to sort it and I'm going to recycle it. Because people just throw it in random bins. They don't follow like that. So she's, she's very conscious of her like carbon footprint, everything. And then... That was also like after college for me. And I was like, I don't want to do fashion. And then while you see my sister composting her own, <laughs> you know, like I'm like, whoa. 
uh, planting her own food. And then, so the zero waste lifestyle started first before the sustainable fashion. So it's like I incorporated what I learned from her. And I was like, how can I do that in fashion? Right. So yeah, you so live a zero waste me. life right now? I try. It's My so sister hard. does, but I try. That's I think we so all try. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I don't try hard enough. I feel like. <laughs> I really don't. I used to, but then, parang, okay, so I lived in the States and zero waste lifestyle there. Diba? Super, everyone does it. So I was into it. But coming back here and seeing that no one does it, nawalan din ako ng gana. That's true. Diba? It is hard. Yeah. yeah. And everything here is plastic. There's plastic yes. everywhere. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. shampoo na pang ngayon lang sachet. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's very convenient to not be sustainable and zero waste. Exactly. Here, so, it's so hard. <laughs> Have you used yeah. stuff like that in your fashion yet? Or is that something that you want to do? Because I've seen brands like we use um, plastic bottles to make these, whatever this is. Ah, uh, yeah. Stuff like that. Is that something that interests you in any way? What I want is, I don't know because if we have it here or it's something that is possible here. There's fabric made from recycled plastic bottles. Yeah, that's the one yeah. I saw. And okay. I want to get my hands on the fabric itself. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or it's hard least, to make. <laughs> I don't know. Eh. Like, I don't know what the machine is. Like, or if it's something, you know, that we can do here, that would be good. Gaya. Like, if the government would do something about it, we'd have the machine. And yeah. then you have people just, you know, putting their water bottles there and it turns into fabric. Yeah. That's, yeah. In a perfect world. Yes. Because <laughs> we have a lot of it. It's actually, it actually makes sense to have that here. Yeah. So that everyone's trash, you know, just, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. It would be nice. It would be so nice. So let's get a little more personal. Uh, let's stop talking about fashion and your work and stuff you got married during the pandemic and i kind of want to know how is married <laughs> life especially for someone that i personally consider still pretty young i consider myself to be pretty young as well yes. to get married yeah. <laughs> to get married at all was a uh, like a thing that i did not think of ever happening wow even aldo yeah both of us like as individuals we were both like we're never getting married. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we did. <laughs> yeah, we still laugh about it. There are times where we're just looking at each other and we're like, huh? We got married? What? Like, why did we do that? Like, that's so stupid. Like, we go like that at each other and we just start <laughs> laughing because we're like, we don't know why we did that. No, <laughs> but but um, you did it. But we did. Uh, it was for the, we ma- got married on April 1. So I, gu- I guess it was more for the joke. <laughs> love it I love it no when you announced it I was really yeah. like is yeah. this even come on whatever yeah. man and then it was real yeah it's real it's real because we just got the certificate like a few days ago and we're <gasps> both just like oh my god it was real like what the fuck like it was real like, we were both just like oh my god <laughs> Yeah, but you guys were living together for a while, ba? Or hindi rin? Yeah. Ah, Nung, that's why. Um, when the pandemic started. Yeah. Before pa, actually. Before that. Uh, before that, like, living together-ish. And then, literally the day of the first lockdown announcement, he was at my place and he just got stuck there. <laughs> and then, that, that's, that's the start of living together. <laughs> What a and wonderful then, story hmm. for the children, um, ah, yes. grandchildren as well. <laughs> yeah, like people would ask like, why is he still there? And I'm like, oh, didn't you know I hired a professional comedian to stay with me during, you know, the pandemic? Because uh, I need fun. a laugh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He gets paid yeah. somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Is it any different? I mean, it's been more than a year or no? Magwa one Not year. Yet. Mago one year. Mago one year. Has it been any different for you? Uh, no. I mean, for both of us, we're just like, because people ask, I mean, people ask, you know, like, oh, how is it? Is it different? And then we sat down, like we, even the two of us, we talked about it and we're just like, I don't think so. Like, nothing's different. Yeah. So we were like, because I, like, we don't even know what people say now. Oh, it's going to change. Or we're like, what's going to change though? Like, it's the same for us. 
That's good. It's the same. Yeah. That's good. That's so, good. Very yeah. chill. <laughs> it's very chill. It's very yeah. chill. Like we're both still like um our individual growth is as important as our growth like as a couple. So and I think that's something that's important to both of us. And yeah, so and I do see that there's mutual support for each other's yeah. growth. It's that's very nice. Yeah. What do you guys do like when you're just chilling? Or even just um, you, what do you do for fun? I like to read. Mm. Um, I like to read. And oh, so funny though. But because I just finished uh, this book, Crying in H Mart. Okay. It's really nice. Um, it's very sad though. Oh, no. But it's really, really, really nice. I don't know if you know uh, Japanese Breakfast, the no. musician. Um, she wrote it and it's like a memoir or something. But it was so sad and good that right now I'm reading... A Nancy Drew. Oh, you just have to, to balance like, it out. Yeah, I just have to like. I need something very simple, but I want a mystery. Gets. So I'm reading a Nancy Drew. Gets. I um, used to be super into reading. Also, like yeah. I don't know why I stopped. I'm starting to read again, kind of. But um, I noticed to say with myself that when I'm reading a book, I easily get bored if it's not like disturbing. So all mm. the books that I like are pretty fucked up just so that I can stay glued to the book as yeah. opposed to like a romance like okay you're okay romance yeah I like murder yeah crime. yeah <laughs> so that's your genre of books yeah and shows as well like I like watching um documentaries on serial killers stuff like that same it's fun same. <laughs> I've seen you know it's so funny because I've seen on TikTok apparently that's a girl thing Oh, girl thing to like serial killers and documentaries because some guy, well, the ones that come up on my FYP, they're Mm -hmm. just like girls are going to be like this, like this, but they watch true crime documentaries until they sleep. And I was like, oh, it's a girl thing. It's a girl thing. Yeah. Interesting. New discovery. But what are some of the disturbing books that you have enjoyed in the past? Ooh, um, I have. Um, well, I read Stephen King. Of course. I, I read Christine last year. Ooh. That's a good one. The one about the car. Car, yeah. Um, yeah, that one. Um, and then there's there's one I'm trying to remember. Uh, there's this artist. Uh, artist? Writer. Uh, I'm forgetting. It's something I kanya last year. And I bought a bunch of books. Now I'm trying to look for it. But it's disturbing. <laughs> like, like, it's... it's- yeah, mm. like ah, uh, they're short. He has short stories. Uh, and oh, there I found it. Um, Chuck Palahniuk. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard of him, but I haven't read any of his stuff. So good. Um, there's one because if you if you get bored, he has one uh, short stories, and they're all just fucked up. So it's like a book with like mini, just like. You will borrow this. I'm going to send this to that you. That <laughs> is the shit that I like. I remember when I was super reading a lot. Nga, all the books that I would get were... Have you heard of, for example, We Need to Talk About Kevin? I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. Yo, it's so okay. fucked up. It's so <laughs> fucked up. And there's a movie, right? With Tilda Swinton and um, Ezra Miller, I think. Or basta, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's a movie. And basically, it is... The book is a POV of the mom of a school shooter. Ooh. And she oh my sees gosh. his behavior as a kid palang. Na parang, huh, parang he's a little strange and stuff like yeah. that. So it's a weird kind of love. And the writing itself isn't, I mean, it's okay. It's a little too flowery for me. Like, I feel like the writer loves her words so much but the story itself was just so oh oh my god oh i want to read it and watch it yeah yeah (laughs) the the movie watered it down but the movie's still very intense but it's so watered down yeah oh i recently finished dexter's new blood dexter new blood it's have you watched dexter I watched uh, it's a, a series few episodes. episodes yeah. Of Dexter, yeah. I finished Dexter. It's very um it's messed up. up. Yep. He's yep. super super and that's why I, I finished it. <laughs> I finished it and then they they recently came up with Dexter New Blood and it's like 8 years after the and first one. And it's the one. same people. And 
Uh, yeah, it's good. It's See, really Emily good. Rose is still there. Yeah, yeah. Ganda. <laughs> That's how it's I good. know it's her good. na. Emily Rose. <laughs> Emily Rose. It's really good. Or like Bates Motel. Like, I like these things. And also like documentaries. I listen to podcasts as well. Like, while I sew, I listen to Crime Junkie. Yeah. So it's real, like... Yeah, yeah, that's what I listen to. I got into <laughs> Ted Bundy for a while, like listening to shit of Ted Bundy. And also, who's the one um, in the 70s? The one that Zodiac. They, um, no. Uh, um, 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 the one who killed the pregnant wife of Roman Polanski, the cult. Wow, let's Google that. <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Ted, no, not Ted. I already said Ted Bundy. The guy who was so. Charismatic. Oh, what's his name? Roman Polanski's wife. Who killed? Okay. Who Polanski. killed? It was a cult. Who killed Roman Polanski's wife? Ah, Charles Manson. There you go. That fucking yeah. guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When you said cult, I was like, yeah, Charles Manson. Because yeah. yeah, for some reason people believed in him and killed for him. So it's so crazy. And then in that podcast that I listened to. He had a song pala with the Beach Boys. Like, he was so close to the Beach Boys. Yeah. So, he had a song. It's just like <laughs> all these things you realize. Hey, I know the Beach Boys. Hey, I know Roman Polanski. I know Gangnam Gana. Yun pala my serial killer in the midst of all of this. Yup. Yeah. Insane. Charles Manson. Insane. Crazy. I love Sobra. that theory na bakit walang Filipino serial killers is because lahat chismosos. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've never heard that, but <laughs> it makes sense, right? It makes sense. Ako naman, ako sagot ko kasi, like, I, I, I question that. Like, bakit walang Filipino serial killers? Kasi pangit yung system natin dito ng panghuli sa kanila. <laughs> like, that's, how, that's what I think. Like, I feel like, honestly, or oh, I don't know if I'm gonna get ano here, but like, <laughs> parang ang dali maging serial killer sa Pilipinas. I True. feel like. True. So, yeah. So there's not no that challenge. I am, but no. <laughs> serial killers are like, no challenge. Ko They're never going to find me. Yeah. Because serial killers are a little KSP, right? Like, that's kind yeah. of what they want. They want to be known. So yeah. that makes sense also. That's a double yeah. thing. Chismoso, lahat. And it's no challenge. Yeah, you're not going to get caught. So why? Why do it? Right? What's the fun? Like, uh, there's no fun in that. <laughs> Even yeah. if you have like a signature technique of killing someone, they'll just be like, Oi, show a lip. Oh, that's Yeah. I don't know. And they're probably going to frame somebody else for it. <laughs> it's not even going to be you. <laughs> so that's more annoying. Yeah. You should so read it. Or listen. I don't know if you listen to audiobooks, if that's enough. How to kill your family. It's, Jesus. It's, <laughs> so, yeah, I know, right? I got it. And so, because we were going on a family trip. So, I was like recording my mom's reaction, watching me read it. And she was just like, I, oh my God. Like, she was just like, I know. And I told her, it's not a guide. It's a funny, like, comedy it's thing. It's not a guide. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Ma, it's mom. not a guide. <laughs> it's like a dark, dark, dark humor. Lang talaga siya. And it's really good. Like, and it's, it's a new book. It just came out last year. Galing. Ooh, so good. okay. I think you'd like it. I it's a fiction it. book. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. I'm okay. gonna send you. Yeah. 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 yeah it's yeah. it's it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> I, I listened totally to it that. and read it sabay para like sensory overload. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can hear her while this is happening. So it's fun. You know that's <laughs> so funny because I do feel like audiobooks have a different effect when you're listening and when you're reading it. So the last audiobook that I remember really having an impact on me was Good Omens by um, Terry Pratchett and um, Neil Gaiman, right? It was a collab. Mm. And the book is funny. Like, if you read the book, it's super funny. But the audiobook, they hired someone who kind of talks like the Monty Python guys. So mm. he's just reading it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm laughing. He's changing his voice. For me, the audiobook is just a totally different experience. That's yeah. something that, yeah. yeah. And then I, agree. I have friends that, that uh, voice for like audiobook porn. Oh. So very interesting also. That's, that's just like, oh, I, I didn't know there was a market for all of this ah. kind of literature. <laughs> yeah. 
Amazing. Ooh. Amazing. I, as long as they don't tell you which ones, because if you come across, it's kind of weird. Eh? Now you know that it's <laughs> who, who, who's talking. Oh my God, it's Rio. <gasps> yeah, the <right? laughs> Oh, you're so racy. <laughs> Yeah. That's so yeah. insane. Yeah. So all right. I actually want to do some improv with you already. Are you cool <laughs> with that? What do you mean? <laughs> so because you told me that we're gonna bounce off stuff that we talked about. And I really like that you mentioned how to kill your family. So yes. what I'd like to do is we're not gonna talk about that book. Um, but we yeah. are going to First of all, I'd like to describe the, the main principle of improv, which is yes and. And I talk about this all the time. So if I give you something, you're not allowed to negate. You're not allowed to say, for example, if I'm like, yeah, we went to the mall. No, we didn't go to the mall. You're not allowed to say that. You have to say, yeah, we went to the mall and we did this. So yes ah. and is accepting and adding more information so that the story can keep going. And you're going to ride on the idea of whatever the previous person said. So what we're okay. going to do is we are going to recall a time when we killed our families. And, you know, we did it sabay. This was something that, that we did together. And uh, let's see. Let's see how morbid this gets since I found out you like this kind of shit. That's oh, no. Happening. Yeah. All right. So are you ready? <laughs> <clears throat> I'm ready. <laughs> oh, no. remember that night when we called each other up and we decided tonight we're going to kill our families. Yeah, that night was the night. Oof. God, that was like, a, it was cold too. It was like January and both of us were wearing our jackets because we didn't want to be recognized. Yeah, and then we, yep. went to, we went to your family's house. Yeah, we started first at my family's house. Yeah, I called you mm-hmm. and you came over yeah. and then um, we had our plan set, you know, yeah. and everyone was asleep. It was yeah. perfect. We even had a blueprint of where everyone uh, was in the house. And it was so nice because it was a double kill. My family, for some reason, had dinner with your family and slept yes. over in the house. So yeah, everyone, everyone was, was there. In, everyone was there. In one it was place. perfect. Mm-mm. Yeah. We set up the blueprint, the kitchen mm. table. Mm-hmm. And we checked it out. We, we had to make sure we we're like, ah, yeah, your mom's there. Oh, and then we heard someone wake up. Oh, yeah, that like was CR. The tricky. That was the tricky part because mm, our plan like started without us starting it because that yes. person who was your father, right, oh, went to the yes. bathroom and we were like, all right, I guess first kill. Here it <laughs> is. Here it yep. is. We had to start so, with him. We had to start. And, and we started with what we were holding, right? So I was holding a, a pot. We were going to make uh, coffee. I was holding a pot and you. Right. I was holding a pen because I was writing on the blueprint. Exactly. And yeah. voila, when your dad came out, we said, hey. I was like, hey, Tito, good evening. And you were like, hey, dad, good evening. And then I just poured the hot water from the pot on your father. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And that started. That, that started, started the it. night. Yeah, and because he died right away. <laughs> he died right away. After I poured the hot water, man, he was yeah. weak. Yep. That was easy, surprisingly. Super that was fast. Easy. And we just easy. hid him in the bathroom. Yeah. For the yeah. No one even yeah. woke up after that. Yeah. <laughs> and so you you came up with the with the next kill, which I found so impressive, by the way. So creative. Ah, so I was holding the pen. I was yes. still holding the pen. Mm-hmm. And um we went into uh, my sister's room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, so, wow, it's going to get dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was hold- I, was ho- I was holding a pen. You were holding a pen. Uh, I was just and, watching uh, on the side. Yeah. I was, I was impressed. <laughs> I was thinking of Dexter yes. at that time. Yes. And I was like, I idolized Dexter so much. And wh- when he kills, it's very clean. Yes. And so, and no noise. And so I just slit her throat with, with the pen. pen, which was so yes. impressive to me because yeah. you are an arts major. So it wasn't just a regular slit. You actually drew something huh, yeah. as you were slitting her neck. Like it was this beautiful photo of mm-hmm. a bird. And I was just like, wow, how is she not waking up? But yeah. And it was it was art. It was art. So it was I art. and it was instant. Instant. So I picked <laughs> up your sister, you know, put her in her comforter, hit her under the bed, 
Yes. Wonderful. And then of course, we went to my siblings' rooms. They were I know, they were sleeping in on, on the bed, really quiet. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I guess we're going to take one each, right? So yeah. I'll take the boy, you take the girl, right? So we went into their room. Uh, they both kind of woke up and they're like, hey, what's up? What are you guys doing? Yeah, what are you guys doing? Oh. What are you guys doing here? And I was just like, you know, just chilling. And I grabbed the first thing on the shelf, which was the lamp. I mm. grabbed the lamp immediately, took the bulb out, put it in my sister's mouth. Ah. And then just pressed her head so that the bulb just kind of like she bit into it dead right away. Oof. Dead. Yeah. Dead. How smart. I was impressed with you Thank when you. I saw that. Thank you. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I wish I thought about that. Yes. <laughs> I, well, you know, for the next one, you, you can probably do that. Very yeah. creative. And then I yeah. saw you. You grabbed like the the hydro flask, right? Oh, yes. Oh, amazing. I did. You did. I yeah. did. Mm-hmm. I grabbed it and I just hit it on your brother's head. Just like really hard. Just like, like again and again. Done. Yeah. Done. Yeah, I saw done. the skull kind of like, you know, it was it was really getting uh, dented. Yeah. And I was like, yo, mm-hmm. Rio, you're doing amazing. That's oh. wonderful. Wrap them in their curtains. And again, hid them under the bed. Yep. yep. So everyone's under their beds. Yep. Because later on, we're going to um, pour acid and everyone's just going to disappear. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) And then, you know, the bonus was we go into Aldo's room, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's your family too at this point, right? I forgot about that. (laughs) Right? Yes. Like, you know, he's got to go. He's got to go. Yeah. Yeah. So we enter the room. Aldo's actually awake because he's a night owl, right? Yes, he is. And he's yeah. like, hey, babe. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you you talked to him a bit, made him trust you. What was that that you yeah. said again? Yeah, and you were there. So he's there. like, what are you doing here? It is 2 a.m. Yeah. yeah. Ah. I was just like, you so, know, me and Rio just hanging. Just hanging. Yeah, just chilling. Yeah, just chilling. A little what are bit you of doing? blood. Yeah, a little bit of blood. And he was actually in the middle of an open mic. Ah, remember? He was live. Mm, Yeah. What was that joke that he um he was talking about as we were about to knock him out? Uh, It was about um him being white in the Philippines. Yes, that was the one. That was (laughs) that's the one. And then as he said that, I was like, "Well, you're gonna be red now." Yeah. I hit him in the face. Yep. Blood spattered all over the screen, but he wasn't dead yet. He wasn't dead wasn't yet dead because yet. you He's wanted to finish that. the job. Yes, you were like, "This is special that. to me." Yes, mm. yes. Ah, uh, damn. So, how did you? I mean, you know, it was. I went blank, <laughs> kind of, because I was having too much fun, right? But you did some really creative things too. Ah, so since he was live, open mic. Mm. Um, there were a lot of wires, you know, like for his ring light, his laptop, his mic. Mm. I just grabbed one. And I just wrapped it around his neck yeah, and just nice. like psh, pulled it here. Yeah. Asphyxiation. And, yeah. Yep. It really yep. went into the neck there. Cause I remember there were like rings when we removed yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. And I remember as soon as we did that, everyone in the Zoom call started applauding. Yeah. That's yeah. when I knew that we were doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They thought it was a joke and it was the best one ever. It was the best bit yeah. of the night. Yeah. And you <sighs> know what the best part was? It was caught on camera, recorded and everything. But the police didn't even touch us. Yeah. yeah. No. So easy here. Because we were asleep in the <laughs> same room because our family, you know, they had dinner. And we woke up and we were just like, what? Shocked. Shocked. And that's how we killed our family. Awful and how morbid. Oh you see my. How I took Ooh. myself out of that. I don't have siblings. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> all right. I don't think I can talk about my mom like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh. 
Nice. Uh, but see, you just yeah. did improv. That was fun. That was nice, fun. Right? That see? was really fun. See? <laughs> it combined two of your interests. Gory, yeah. serial killer stuff, and improv. That was fun. I love that. really fun. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks so much, Rio, for uh, taking the time to be on Tawalets today. And I hope the listeners enjoyed this absolutely morbid story, <laughs> as well as learning more about sustainable fashion. Once again, please check out the description of this episode and support the podcast by using affiliate links and also checking out my link tree, linktree.com slash King. So Rio, is there anything that you want to promote for our listeners to check out? Ooh, um, you can follow my sustainable fashion journey and brand at Rio Tasso Clothing on TikTok, Instagram, and on Facebook as well. So that's Rio Tasso Clothing. And yeah, oh, we have the Cozy Set 2.0 drop coming up. Yeah. Yes. yes. And yeah. this is going to be, you're going to release it on the 30th of January. Am I correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have and a code, guys. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they're going to hear it here first. Yes. What, what is my code? Aaron oh, Pantaloons? What is it? Yeah, Aaron Pantaloons 20 because they get 20% off at checkout. Yeah. I found it so funny that you rode along <laughs> with the pantaloons thing. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone voted yes. Everyone was like, yes, let's call it pantaloons. So I was like, okay. Let's go with it. <laughs> we in the 1800s again. Yeah. <laughs> so the 1800s got a little fancy with the orange and green. Yeah. Do the cozy sets have other colors or are the scrap fabrics um, yellow? It's just this. Sorry, uh, orange and green. Nice. It's nice, just nice. orange and green. I hope to find more. Mm-hmm. It's just that this fabric is so hard to find and rare because it's a really nice quality. Yeah. I'm so lucky. Yeah, I can speak I for that. I've been wearing my pantaloons at home oh, for a while. Yes. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So thanks Aaron so much, pantaloons. Rio. Aaron yeah. Pantaloons 20 on Rio yes. Tasso clothing. And that's going to be dropping on the 30th of January. So thanks so much for your time, Rio. And I hope the listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode as well. Bye. Yay. Thank you. Bye. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia. For more info on the shows and the network, visit Podcast Network Asia's social media or visit www.podcastnetwork.asia. Also by Podmetrics. Track your podcast stats across multiple platforms to have a full view of your audience and clout. Sign up and create your account for free at podmetrics.co using our code TAWALETS. Thank you so, so much for joining me on another episode of Tawalets. Really, guys, I appreciate that you are listening to this. It's insane. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.